talking of clicking balls, this is our season 2018 primer for Essendon. Just had to get that out. Holy 2018. <laughs> 2018. Oh, that, that 2018. Biggest effort not to do a redo. Yes, uh, yep, that we've exactly. done yet. I do want to record that one Yes, again. fellow humans of year 2018, <laughs> I am also human and enjoy human sports. Well, we're talking about Essendon, so whatever it takes, you know, <laughs> just to get through it. God, how, how long are we in? We've already got a whatever it takes supplements joke. 20 seconds. Dick. 20 seconds. Yeah. I wouldn't um, say joke, let's say dick. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think anyone tuning in uh, knows that that's going to be mentioned. Once or twice. All right, so first off, we'll look back at uh, 2017 and, and how they went. Uh, 12 wins and finishing seventh. I think Spe- Spectacularly, I'd say. I, I'd say so, too. I mean, this was the, the comeback year for them. Making finals was uh, the icing on the cake for them. Yeah, I think the real win was just putting a, a stop to all the jokes that were pretty easy, like low-hanging fruit for Essendon. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. I, I, I think there's a few years worth of legs left. Well, we can see how this. Well, yeah, we can see how this season plays out. There could yeah. be a few that pop up. But as soon as um, Essendon legend Bomber Thompson gets back into town, <laughs> <laughs> Geelong have disowned its ass. Um, but yeah, I mean, they made finals. Uh, it was an emotional year. I think round one against Hawthorne was a highlight for them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we were at that game, and just uh, I remember before the first bounce, Kevin Sheedy was on the big screen. Yeah. Um, and he was he gave the G up for the uh, for the crowd, and he said, "Get your scarves out and start waving around." And I swear, if there were a hundred thousand people there, it must have been only ten thousand hawks. Is what it felt yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Once they all stood up, and like, even I was there, and I was going, "This is great. They've done this perfectly." Because yeah. that's all they needed was sheets. Well, he's like the last person that didn't fuck them. <laughs> well, we've um, we're still a, a constitutional monarchy for the moment. Surely Sheedy's up there for a knighthood. Oh, I take it. I think Abbott. Yeah, I think we got rid of them. We only got uh, Prince Philip as a knight at the yeah. moment. No, no, that's the Australian knighthoods. They, they uh, came yeah. back for five minutes, yeah. and then yeah. they fucked off again. <laughs> they, they gave Philip. They gave <laughs> Prince Philip the knighthood, and he's like, uh, okay. dedicated racist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he could just ask his missus. Well, like, true. sweetheart, can I get a knighthood? She's like, if I have a knife, I'm cutting your fucking head off. He's like, all right, <laughs> never mind, never mind. And I mean, Prince Philip's already a god in one little island and uh, <laughs> yeah. somewhere in the, in the world. <laughs> so that's true. Knighthood just really would not be much after that. I, I don't think he noticed. I think, was it Prince Philip and Peter Cosgrove were the only two that got him? Oh, there you go. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I don't. This is going to be a long bow to draw. Do you remember the um, cartoon Wizard of Id? Like, a, it was a yep. newspaper yep. one. Yep. There was a knight in that that had, like, a, a helmet. Yeah. The nose kind of went out about three feet. Yeah. That would be Prince Philip's. Yeah. He's got a fair old schnoz on him. He does. So okay. there's, you know, a turn it's, back time. A lot of people look down that nose up. Speaking of big noses, don't know how that connects to Essendon. Yeah. Um, what a few that, things went up, noses. What were the highs uh, for Essendon this year besides round one? Well, they weren't very high. That was kind of the better part of it. Well, one was. Also, the, I think one of the highs was just sort of galvanising their fans to get behind them and support them. They had yeah. good crowd turnouts pretty Everywhere. much for all, all, all their games. And they actually rewarded their fans for coming out too, which yeah. I mean, a lot of times when, especially those sort of traditional clubs, the Collingwoods, Carlton's, Richmond's, Essendon's, when they're down the dumps, they, they tend to have that following, but they tend to eat their own as well. I mean, Richmond especially. But yeah. Essendon, yeah, they really galvanised, got behind them and actually repaid them. And not other many other teams who were in that situation did. Well, the big one was winning against uh, Collingwood twice. Yeah, I mean, that, that's good. So your Anzac yeah. Day win, that's worth you know three other wins yeah. uh, in terms of building some sort of feeling of going somewhere. Yeah. But uh, to get him on the return leg as well, uh, you know, that's that's a brilliant result for Essendon. Yeah. Um, anything to keep Collingwood down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, that always makes everyone happy. And that's the way to get everyone behind you again is just yeah. to thrash mm-hmm. Collingwood. Uh, and I think the other high was the game against Port Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, Etihad Stadium. That was as clinical as I've seen 
um, Essendon since you know the the two thousand days. Yeah, yeah, and they were even wasteful, like nineteen seventeen. Yeah, yeah, they could have done a lot, lot more. Um, but everything they touched, it, the ball bounced the right way for them. It, it was just uh, Port didn't play terribly. Yeah, which is what made it worse. It was, yeah, that it was just on Essendon's terms. There's only a few games we saw this season that were like that. Another one was when St Kilda played Richmond. And just, yeah, they were perfect in every, every way. And so yeah, it was it was just sort of almost heartwarming to see Essendon. Yeah, the players get get uh, on the field and put in 100 percent effort. Um, I thought I felt felt like the biggest win they had was actually at the negotiating table at the end of the season. I thought yeah, they were their off season was the best I've seen. Yeah, and uh, they got a little bit of criticism for. I don't know, some shit which people were just jealous of. But I, I thought that they were just ruthless, good at the negotiating well, table, and they picked up opportunities where other teams sort of uh, gave up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, look, they've had a hard reputation um, for 10 years for being difficult to trade with, and their record shows that, you know... It's true. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Um, they had a plan. They had a, a sniper rifle when it came to the trade table, and they made things happen. Yeah. Mm. Um, when others were stalling... Um, they moved in and just went, well, this is what's happening. Yeah. Um, and, and particularly with the Stringer trade um, where, where that came through. Yeah. yeah. Scoreboard pressure is what they, they put on. Precisely. Uh, their lows then. What do we got their lows for their season? Um, I would say indicative of some of their possession was that their, their most efficient possession getter was Sean McKernan. Yep. Is that a fact? Yeah, but he, what did he play? Four games? Um, yeah, he played a couple. No, he, <laughs> poor bastard. I feel There's bad for him. Nothing wrong with him. No, uh, um, he's he's a six foot two trying to play against six foot eight ruckman. He's a six foot two wedge that they just had to yeah. slot in there just to fill in a spot that they had no one else to, to mm. fill in. Um, but they weren't terribly efficient, which is um, sort of where we're going there. Yeah, uh, wasteful. Yeah, yeah. Um, some brilliant players doing brilliant stuff, but then oftentimes they just cock it up at the end. Well, they were the mighty ducks of the AFL. <laughs> a little bit. A little so, bit. Yeah. Um, mind you, Zach Merritt, brilliant. Yeah, good year. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, and it's it's a sort of it's funny that it took. Uh, well, he was one that took that opportunity with a whole list clear out yep. mm. and really stepped up. And you're expecting some of the ones they brought in who are a bit older um, to really fill that role, but he just did it consistently. Which usually you can see players that age doing a game here, a game there. But yeah, a whole yep. season. Well, it was also you know with the twelve players was it twelve that had to sit out last yeah. year? So. Uh, sorry, 2016. Yeah. Um, it's a very unique situation, but they made the most of it. And they found, you know, Zach Merritt uh, went up an extra step. McDonald, Tip and Woody wouldn't be there if no. it weren't for that. Yeah. Um, and they got another extra year out of uh, James Kelly as well, who mm-hmm. was more than useful. Um, so th- they made the most out of a really shitty situation. And that's when those guys kind of step up. And Zaharakis emerged too, I, I think. He, he went okay. He, he, went, he went good. Um, I'd say about on expectations for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that year where everyone was out, he yeah, was the one yeah. that sort of emerged then, and he still he hasn't probably moved into elite superstardom. Yeah. But uh, he's knocking on the door. But I, I feel like with Zacharakis, he's an average player that has moments of brilliance. Yeah, and like, if yeah. that's the level you set for him, you're very happy when it comes through. But I mean, he has moments of brilliance without those moments of what the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Because um, yeah. some players. Do ninety percent brilliant and then fuck it up at the end and you're like, yeah. you've just ruined everything. His like, worst is hurt. okay. Yeah, yeah, his worst is pretty good. So you'll take that, you know, reliability with the occasional flair over someone who's up and down all the damn time. Yep. Yeah. Um, for their lows, I had the two games against Sydney. So yeah. the first one up in the SCG, they've done you know uh, what three or four mistakes in the last ninety seconds to lose that game. Yep. There's no mm-hmm. way they should have lost it. I haven't seen a game lost like that since the last time it happened. No, Rich, <laughs> Richmond versus Gold Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that time? Yeah. Um 
there's no reason they should have lost that game. They had so many chances. And then in the finals, well, they were outgunned. They were. Um, they'd, they'd reached the end of their marathon for the year. And that's what I thought as well. I felt like, I mean, it would have been great to see them put in a good effort and get up, but yeah, they did good for to get there in the first place. It's yeah. been a long season for them. I also thought the the loss at the hands of Brisbane at Etihad Stadium was one that they would have liked to have picked up. Maybe yeah. would have put a little bit of, taken a little bit of pressure off them. Um, towards the end of the season because that was around 15 so and you've you lost to the eventual wooden spooners yeah I mean they yeah. don't have many wins for the year yep. and you're one of them and, and again that's that's ones you're penciling at the start that yeah. these are definitely pickups and you had every opportunity to win it and then lost it well I think they penciled it in yeah. like, at half time they went yeah, yeah don't worry this one's over confirmed it but no I was going to say um, they managed to get split the difference with Frio uh, including a win at the end which I thought their round 23 win pretty bloody good yeah, Frio packed it in by then. True, but yep. Essendon was still playing for a finals berth pretty much um, and managed to get it. So that would be, you know, exactly what they... It'd be more than they planned at the start of the season. Finals would yeah. have been... Finals would have been, you know what, that's our that's our ultimate goal. Yeah. yeah. It would have yeah. been above pass mark. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought their other low was obviously Joe Watson. Um, mm. The start is he got his brown low taken off him back in uh, December. Yeah. Um, but y- you could tell he'd had enough. Yeah. Um, either the body or the mind or... A combination of both had left him. Yeah, I mean, any time um, sort of pursuing a career as a barista is like favourable <laughs> over being a champion AFL gun. You yeah, did, you know you something's, something's not quite right. Well, I mean, he had to fill out the Melbourne hipster role when he's trying to represent yeah. over there in New York. Um, I think that the Essendon faithful will remember him for not the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and still no. fondly. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, at his best, brilliant player. He was good enough to win a Brownlow medal. Yep. <laughs> he just didn't. He joined Corey McKernan. Just didn't get a hang on to it. Well, he, he got his for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. I think he might still actually have it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he literally I'm, still has it. I'm the, pretty the sure he does too. <laughs> or, or his nana does or something. If I was Koch, I'd be going there, get down there with Jackie King, Dusty. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently Tyrone's probably, got probably some not connections. Ty. <laughs> I'd, I'd leave Ty at home. Well, he's got tons of free time now, but still. I don't, I don't think he'll have a role in footy going forward. It doesn't seem like he'd want to. What's the name? Mean. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's never been sort of that media personality. He seems like he's just a very relaxed person. Yeah. Neither is his dad, but he's still got a career in it. <laughs> I don't know. It seems, yeah, it's just true. This is true. I mean, but that could be part of the problem is that <laughs> his dad's been that person that's been always out there and Joe just wanted to be under the radar, yeah. do what he does and just go about it, whatever he has. I don't know what his interests are off the field, to be honest. Besides coffee. 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 Yeah. Like, actually, that yeah. would be a good one. Imagine if he came out with his own coffee brand. You'd sell a fair bit of it around Essendon, at least. Yeah, and I mean, you could also have a little, you know, import-export business out of Columbia there. Sell it out the back, you know, a couple of grams. Yeah, a couple of grams, yeah. (laughs) A couple of beans, mate, a couple of beans. Pure stuff from Columbia. Hey, just get your blood pumping, (laughs) eh? Hey? All right, let's have a look at their uh, list then. Uh, We've already gone through Watson, who's retired. Um, James Kelly retired as well, and uh, that was a great scene, actually. Yeah, value. Getting chaired off by captains of both clubs. Yeah, I mean, they got way more value out of him than I thought they would. Yeah. He was he was there to fill a guernsey. Yeah, but uh, I think it was game three hundred against uh, Geelong, which was engineered yeah. quite well. Yep. So it's not often you get to see both captains chair off the one player. Yep. So he did yeah. it right. Um, Brent Stanton, who for a major portion of his career was a uh, whipping boy, um, yeah. for him, but turned into a very solid performer. Not undeservedly, I think. Yeah, early on. yeah, it's probably fair enough. But he turned it around. Yeah. I mean, all the clubs have to have the whipping boy. Yep. And Stanton just filled that role uh, in lack of other options, I think. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Heath Hocking, Ben Howlett, and Craig Bird as well. So Bird was another one that I, I don't know if he was part of the top-ups or if they got him just outside of the top-ups. But um, yeah. I don't think he really played many games for him after coming over from Sydney. 
So they're the outs, but obviously the ins are the big ones. Um, and I reckon uh, Jakey Stringer um, isn't the best in they've got, but it was the best manufactured in. No, were they, were they talking about playing him across the back line or something like that? What, that was, that, that was floated, but uh, honestly, I think he's better up forward. Yeah, I think you've got to try and make a midfielder out of him. Um, just give him that diversity because he's not always on when he's in the forward line. You've yeah. got Danaher there who's hitting the form mm. of his life. Well, and the fact is he can kick it from 60. Yeah. He's yeah. done it many yeah, times. That's true. I mean, Stringer does have a very, very good goal sense. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't need he only needs one step to find yeah. the, the big sticks. But you still want to have, I think, make him a dual position player. If you yep. need to, put him... Um, I think back line might be a little bit of a... Uh, not necessarily a weakness, but they might need to have more options for yep. matching up against other teams. I think Stringer could fix that up. Um, but, but obviously, they're getting fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he took a reputation hit, obviously, in the off-season as well. So yep. hopefully you can <laughs> shield him from all that and just say, mate, forget about it, play yeah. footy. If there's any clubs going to shield him from that dodgy reputation, <laughs> it's going to be Essendon. I'll tell you, what, that, that worked in his favour, though, because for Luke Beveridge yeah. to say, we don't want him, and then to try and play hardball negotiate, dumb, Essendon's gone. Dumb move. You've already said you don't yeah. want him. Uh, yeah. This is equivalent of hard rubbish collection right here. Yeah. Pretty scary. And He's on the curb. A 15-year-old can do wonders for reputation. <laughs> yeah. Well, they know they're going to get 100 games out of him for sure. Because in about 18 years' time, there's going to be kids yeah. out of Bendigo, left, right, and centre. You should get two years in jail out of him too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she was 17. But anyway. It doesn't make a good story though. No. Uh, and he had a... Well, it doesn't make a great story if she's 17 either. No, he true. had a pregnant missus at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's I a... do like how she uh, joined in the firebomb too. Like... Uh, Oftentimes you see some of the the jilted women in this situation yeah. sort of lay low and say, well, I'm just going to take him to court and take all his money. She got a fucking flamethrower out and just launched into him. Was, and fair play to her. And usually when there's you know a fight between a footballer and uh, um, their partners, usually the rest of the football community goes, you know, piss off, love. You, you didn't kick yeah. any goals. <laughs> On this one, everyone's gone, look at the facts and gone, yep, fuck him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're with you, love. <laughs> Having said that, value pickup. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they, exactly. they paid under for what they, the potential of that they he's going to get. Of course, the Bulldogs shot themselves on the foot. And Bulldogs are such a young list that someone probably went to school with her. Next in. The next in, which I think is the better pickup, is Adam Saad. Yeah, yeah. Have a look at that back line. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. With Adam Saad and McDonald Tip and Woody yep. running through. Fuck me. Which it's been shown that pace out of the halfback line is everything. Premiership qualification. Yeah. If they're the way they run, their inefficiency in kicking isn't as big an issue. Well, that's exactly right. And I mean, the, the stand's been set with the mosquito flew to the Tigers. Yeah. So if you're going to be able to keep up with them, the, the tall back line just can't be the number one option now. Well, it's, not just, runners. it's not just coming out of the back line. It's pressuring the ball, uh, the ball possess, yeah. uh, person in possession of the ball coming into their forward line, your yeah. back line. Because if you've got guys with that pace, it shuts down the time they've got to make a decision, exactly. take a shot, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and there's two of them. Like, yeah. So if mm. you've got a speedy forward to play defensive forward, yeah. you, you know, who do you put him on? Tipping Woody or Saad. And you've got mm. to change. You've got to go, who's hot? Yep. Mm. Um, mm. And then Tipping Woody goes, plays down in the forward pocket. And but combine that, Saad will shut you down, but Tipping Woody will tackle you next mate, next week. Yeah. He yeah. is a monster uh, when he wraps around. Yeah, and he's, like I said, he is the Cyril Rioli of Essendon. And mm. it's funny when I say that to Essendon supporters, like, no, 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 he gets more tackles. I'm like, no, he doesn't. But yeah. it's because you don't follow yeah. the player as closely yeah. as somebody that <laughs> they play for. Yeah. Um, so it's it's amazing how he's uh, he's come out of it, and I, like I said, I love watching him play because he is so aggressive yep. without playing the man. Yeah, which is, it's yep. such a weird way of saying it because he hits somebody, he's like, "Where's the ball? Where's the ball?" Yeah. And he's just so hungry for it. Well, it's I great. Think part of that is the fact that he knows he he came in on borrowed time, so yeah. he always had to prove himself for the whole season, knowing that he was just on a one year contract yep. when he was a top up player. And I think that hunger sort of transitioned over. Like he's, it looks natural too. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like he's the sort of player that believes he could be finished every season, which every player is in that box, but just, they don't realise it. Looks like he just loves it. Yeah, it looks like there's yeah. always thirty seconds to go in the game. Yeah, and it, it had a great contender for goal of the year as well this yeah. year. Yep. Honestly, you'd have 22 players with his heart. Oh, every without, week. A doubt, without a doubt. Um, and the last in is Devin Smith, um, who, if he's the third best in they've got, that tells you how good their offseason was. He is amazing. Um, he, he's a good player. He had some fitness concerns. Was it him? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't think he played many games this year yeah. for, for the Giants. But I mean, it's it's a clear out for the Giants and it's a pickup that they don't, they're not going to be relying on, but yeah. if it comes good, it's a, it's a great gamble to have. It's depth. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, it's uh, one that got over Carlton. Yep, yep, you know, that's true. They get a GWS uh, trade that, they, that Carlton couldn't. Um, so, I've got to see GWS going for a youth policy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. one day. And Mike Stringer. All right, so let's look at 2018 then. Uh, their double-ups for the year, uh, Richmond, Port, Hawthorne, Collingwood and Frio. Um, for a t- team that finished mid-table, I'd be very happy with that. That's those double-ups. Yeah. Because you, you'd, you've ducked Sydney, which has been a bit of a bogey side. You, you've ducked Adelaide and Geelong as well. Yeah. Um, so they're only top... F- Foresight is Richmond, who are the premiers. Yep. And to be honest, out of those uh, Adelaide and Geelong, Richmond are the ones I'd still yep. rather play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> play Plus more. The, the big money games too, uh, yeah. playing those Dream uh, both, time in, and, both in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones that you want. Um, so that, that's uh, not, not bad for them there. Um, they're not travelling much, are they? The, the double up with Port, though, is interesting because they're the two most active um, post-seasons yeah. um, yep. um, teams. So that'll be a good... I, I think... They're one... Oh, okay, we'll go into the... Uh, who's going to have a big year for him? We'll do that one first. Yep. So who's going to have a big year? I'm going to take the easy one and say Heppel. The fact that he had the most contested possessions for them last year speaks great for the lad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and look, it's easy because he had a brilliant season, but uh, I think he might go the extra step. He's, I think, moving away from the running midfielder into the the distributor that Joe Watson used to be. Yeah. Um, and Because, you know, they're obviously they're missing that now, but hmm. there's yep. so much outside run. Yeah. Um, with the addition of um, yep. Saad, that 
he can be that you know go in there and get it get it and give it yeah and watch the others run yeah, and I think they just need consistency from the players that finish the last finish the season on a high. Yep. You want to see Dano have a, mm. a solid like first half of the season the whole way through. Um, he's in career best form. Also, Fantasia, you want to see him pick up yeah. consistency. Um, who's all, like you said, you got Heppel there. He's already proven what he's capable of. You got players coming in that are, are proven. But it's just a matter of where they're going to slot in. Um, I feel like there's not really a whole lot of pressure on those players coming in, except for Stringer. Yep. Um, so it depends where they're going to play him. But you'd like to see their consistency from players who finish off the season on a high last year. Well, Danaher, I've put him down. He's my pick for the Coleman. Yeah. I reckon th- this is the year he's going to put it all together. He'll get um, so many more opportunities at goal mm. um, that I, I don't know if his accuracy is going to improve, but I think he'll just get it through weight of um, opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he's my pick for, for the Coleman. Um, who's in trouble then? Who's on the outer? I don't think anyone's quite on the outer, but uh, I think if... You mentioned uh, Stringer. I mean... I think he is. I think he has to prove himself from the yeah, get-go. I think, I think if they play him out of position, like in the back line, he'll probably get two seasons. Um, if he's playing, he'd probably play full forward and Danaher at centre-half, you'd imagine, because Danaher yeah. being the, the longer kick. Yeah. Uh, he had runs on the board at West Coast, at Bulldogs, yeah. and that's what kept him around. And yeah. He probably should have got dropped more often than he did in the last two years. Yep. Doesn't have those runs on the board at Essendon. I think it'll also depend on his attitude. If he turns up thinking, I've got something to prove now, well, he'll probably do quite well. He has to. Surely he's taken a hit in the hip pocket too. Surely. I mean, the best thing he can do is to go in there and fit right in by just not agreeing with Brennan Goddard. <laughs> <laughs> but if he turns up sounding like he's Bernard Tomic, saying, you know, fuck you guys, I'm just counting yeah. my money, yeah, he ain't going to make it past round four. Um yeah. The other guy I think the blowtorch will eventually turn on is one of the favourite sons in Orazio Fantasia, just because he, he he had a decent season, but a lot of the, his possessions were one-twos. Yeah. Very much a handball receive, and not the most well, efficient kick. Yeah, but he's a goal sneak, and that's what you want from him. He kicked, what, 30, 35 goals for the year? Oh, about that. Um, that's what you're after. I, you need a hungry mongrel like that. Yeah. But what I think is... The bad thing about having a Razio Fantasia is it makes Josh Green uh, an issue. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is Josh Green? I think he's one that's on the chopping block. Um, he's been around for a while. He's like, he's definitely got the talent there. Yep. It's just where you're going to fit him in. Like, is he going to show it? He's going to be consistent. Everything he does, Razio Fantasia does better. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So you got to do something else. Well, well yeah, double his amount of goals too. I look at him just yeah. trying to be that hard man that smashes packs, um, gets in and under. Yeah. And I don't really know what other role you're going to slot him into uh, for Essendon. Um, is Manny D still playing for them? I'm not sure. Day? D- D- D-E-A. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's yeah I think he's block. still on the list. He's uh, Richmond rejected, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. He was one of their top-up players that uh, went all right. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably on the top block and because they've got people in that, like you said, are going to do jobs yeah. better than him. So He's a depth player. You're hoping, mm. yeah. He's probably hoping to get half a dozen games this year. Exactly. Yeah. And finally, I think their main issue is in the ruck. Yep. which means Lewenberger. Yeah. He's got to be on his last legs. And it's just about the options you have besides him because what's he going into his 11th season or something like that, I think I looked up. It was, was it really that long? It was around that. I, I looked up a few seasons, but I'm pretty sure he's around 11. If he's played 11, I reckon he's played, you know, um, four seasons worth of games. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a fact of, it's almost like um, Jonathan Giles from yeah. from Jitter-S. He just slotted in when there was no other, no one else that they could really yeah. put in there. Well, the thing is that Essendon is a tall side now. They've got plenty of second ruckmans yeah. like uh, yeah. Hooker can do it even yeah. Hurley can do it well Bell yep. Chambers is Bell Chambers the, um, the option they're going for and Danaher spent yep. some time in the ruck I mean um, maybe you could just put Josh Green against um, you know Sean Grigg Sean Grigg <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's the only place they're vulnerable 
is in the ruck. Yeah. Even Bell Chambers is undersized. Yeah. But he moves well. Yeah. He's 201, so he's, he's not the biggest. No. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. So where we got them finishing on the ladder then? Uh, I've got them in ninth. Ninth. So you got them dropping? Yeah, slightly. But I don't think that's really um, reflection on them as much as reflection on other teams. I think they'll do a great job and have some great wins. I just think it's going to be a, a bit more divisive this season because last season in 2017, there was about 14 sides could have made it going into round 20, I think. Yeah. Uh, right. I think this year it's going to be very much the have and the have-nots. I think they'll be in the middle, but uh, percentage might hurt them a bit. Outside of the eight. Um, yeah, but you picked Port finish first, so fuck knows. Brenton? I have them finishing at a very consistent eighth, the same as last season. Um, uh, one down, actually. They finished seventh. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, may as well be an eighth. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be uh, tight tight for that eighth spot. They could possibly get seventh. I don't think they're really going to be in... Actually, yeah, now I should change my mind. But no, that's eighth. <laughs> I finished in eighth. Uh, I think I've got them picking... Playing Gold Coast in the first round, uh, GWS in the first round of the finals. Right. So I think that'll be a cracker It'll of a match. A cracker, I think yeah. that's going to be, yeah. I think they can win that game too. I do too. And yeah. that's going from 24 games out from that yep. game happening. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> so. that's it. We did these ladder predictions in November, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I've got them going up. I reckon they'll be unlucky not to make the four. Yeah. Um, so I've got them fifth because those three inclusions are great. Yeah. And I don't think they've lost that much. Um, the only thing you can say they lost with Watson is leadership and emotion. Yeah. And I yeah. think they made it up Yeah, um, with, with the youngsters coming through, especially Zach Merritt. And once you start yeah. winning, I mean, you create your own culture again. Exactly. You, you, like, you get that emotion from some of those players. So, yeah, yeah I think They're it's right just a cycle high. that happens. Well, that being said, the first match is against Adelaide and Eddie had. Beautiful. So That is perfect for them. That's the perfect time to get Adelaide. Yeah, it'll yeah. be one that tells us where they are. Yeah. Um, if, if Adelaide come out uh, full of fire and fury after getting spanked, then... You know, maybe Essendon will realise where they've got to be. But if Adelaide have been poor starters, as they have been... Yeah, well, you say that. Last year in round one, Adelaide smacked GWS. Yeah. Absolutely smacked them. Yeah. And GWS came back and still made the top four. Yeah. Were they so, still doing that stance that they were doing in round one? Was that like oh, a who knows. mid-season one? No, no, that was the just stance, in finals. No, yeah, because they only do the, um, when yeah. they, the, uh, the national anthem. anthem. During that old game of test match cricket... You'd yeah. have, you'd have uh, you're talking about the one on the oh, tabletop, 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 tabletop one. Yeah, it looked yeah. like one of those filters where they stand there. They <laughs> yeah, did a little bit. between their, their legs. Some of them were trying a little bit too hard. Yeah, wasn't a smart move. Yeah, they, they, I think they tried in the mirror a bit too often, and the mirror wasn't kind to of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a pancake parlor. <laughs> All right, there we are for the Essendon Bombers. Uh, we got uh, two inside the eight and one outside. Yep. Yeah, and I'm 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 hoping they don't reach that far. To be yeah. honest, as a Richmond supporter, but all the best to them. Oh, believe me. I, if they finish 18th, I'll be very happy. Yeah. But I'll go to 5th. Yeah. All right, bye. Peace. Bye.